0: The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
1: Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water of life? You will never thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to Him. Will you drink deep? Come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Come and draw from the well of salvation Be made clean, let Him wash you in truth He is the fountain of living water and be made new Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him He can refresh you in the desert Lost on the brink. He is the fountain of living water. Come to him, dear sinner, and drink. Will you drink deeply of Jesus? Will you come to the water? and live Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water of life You will never thirst again Let all who are thirsty come to Him Will you drink deeply of Jesus Will you come to the water thirst again. Let all who are thirsty come to him.
0: Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I'd love to hear from listeners,
2: either by letter or by Text, let me read for you
0: a a message that recently came from Scott. My heart has gotten cold and bitter
2: or hard. I've been trying to come back to him. I've been reading and praying.
0: I don't feel love. I'm asking him to restore me. I've cried and cried. I've I've asked for forgiveness. Will he restore me? Will he revive me? I've been reading and praying Psalm 51. I've been forgiving or trying to forgive those who've hurt me. I've been trying to battle with the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Does God help someone like me? Does he restore someone like me? I've confessed and prayed,
2: and I've been trying to stand up. Will he restore my heart? I'm bound up. Yes, Scott. God will restore you. You've been doing some things that are
0: exactly what you need to be doing. One, you have a desire to be back serving the living God of heaven. You've been reading the scriptures, you've been praying, you've been crying out to God, you've been humble before Him. You have
2: asked for forgiveness.
0: You are forgiven. You stand by faith in the blood of Jesus that you are forgiven.
2: You forgive others. These are all the things that God calls you to do and to be. But will God receive you? It's
0: not a question of, will God receive you? It's a question of, do you want God to receive you? Go to Romans, the sixth chapter.
2: Read it aloud, prayerfully. God wants to receive you back. But do you want, do you really want to be
0: received back by God? It may take some time to make peace with the Lord because your heart is in rebellion. Romans 6 is very clear. You must be crucified now again with Christ, you must lay your life down. I have a story I want to share with you, and it's going to sound like a strange story for one who has backslidden. I believe by the end of the broadcast, it will be made quite clear. This is again in the book of Acts, which we are moving forward into the book of Acts where we will see these things happen all over again. But in Acts, the 10th chapter, at Caesarea,
2: there was a man named Cornelius Centurion
0: in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all of his family were devout followers of the living God. He gave generously to those in need. And he regularly prayed to God. Now one day, at about three in the afternoon, of course that's the time of prayer for them, he was not Jewish, he was Gentile.
2: He had a vision.
0: He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius? Cornelius is, of course, terrified.
2: What is it, Lord? Your
0: prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants, a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened, and he
2: sent them on their way to Joppa.
0: About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city of Joppa, Peter went up on the roof
2: to pray. He became hungry,
0: and he wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened, and something like a a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. A voice told him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat. Surely not, Lord. Never eaten anything unclean or impure. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out asking if if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. And while Peter still was thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, Three men are looking for you. So get up, go downstairs, and do not hesitate to go with them. I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come for from Cornelius the centurion. He's a righteous and God-fearing man who's respected by the Jewish people. A holy angel told him, have you come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say? Peter then invited the men into the house to be his guests. And the next day, Peter started out with them. Some of the brothers from Joppa went along following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Caesarea was expecting them and had called together his relatives and and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up, stand up, stand up, he said. I'm only a man myself. Talking with him, Peter went inside, and he found a large number of of people gathered together. He said to them, You're all aware that it's against our laws for a Jew to associate with the Gentile, or even to visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure, or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objections. But, nay, I ask, why you you sent for me? Cornelius answered, four days ago I was in my house praying, at the third hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me, and he said, Cornelius? God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send a Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He's a guest in the house of Simon, the tanner who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now, we're all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to me, to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism of, of John, where he preached. How God anointed Jesus as with the Holy Spirit and prayer. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power
2: of the deity.
0: Because God was with him. We are witnessing everything he did in the country of the Jews in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen and by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach the gospel and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that every one who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking with tongues, praising God. And Peter answered, saying, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days.
2: I'm so concerned. I think that's the word.
0: Did you... Did you hear as I read this story to you of the second Pentecost where the Holy Spirit came down and baptized people who were not asking to be baptized? No one had laid hands on them. They heard the story of Jesus and they received it gladly in their hearts and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. But I want you to look carefully with me in this story. It is about what they did,
2: not about what they felt, what they did. A man does,
0: so is he as a man. It was about what Cornelius had done. Why did God choose Cornelius? Because of what he had done. Now, I can hear some of you quickly saying, but pastor, we're not saved by works. No, we're not. Saved by faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, by his shed blood. But to enter into that shed blood,
2: there are things we should be doing. Praying, reading the word, giving gifts to the poor, giving gifts to God. So
0: it's about three o'clock in the afternoon, and we learn in this story that Cornelius regularly prayed at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's what Cornelius is doing. He is a devout follower of Jesus Christ, and he doesn't even know it.
2: He knows God. He doesn't know the person Jesus, but he soon will. He says, Lord, what is it?
0: And the angel answered, Your prayers and your gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. In other words, what you do goes up before the Lord God of heaven. He sees what we do.
2: Now, there's a man. He speaks very well about Jesus. He knows theology. He can tell you all about it.
0: But when you examine his personal life, there is a complete disconnect between what he says and what he does.
2: If you would just simply examine his life, you would say he is not a Christian. But he
0: says he's a Christian. Well, what we say has to match what we do. If there's a con- disconnect between what we say and what we do, we're not a Christian. And the greatest problem we're facing today in this modern era is that people will say oh yes i read my bible but never open it they'll say oh yes i pray but they will never pray they might shoot a few prayers at god or heaven but they don't pray they don't they don't openly
2: confess their heart's cry i have that problem with some at the National Prayer Chapel. Some will quickly pray. But I know that what they're praying does not represent their heart. I know others who sit silent
0: But they say they're Christians. But they will not open their hearts to the Lord Jesus and cry aloud to him. I know some who say they're Christian and off they go to their entertainment. Is the entertainment godly or holy? No. Are you
2: kidding me? Wicked. See, Americans
0: live pretty much the way they want to live. There is almost no regard for what the scriptures tell us about how we should live. If you want to know how a Christian
2: should live, Go back in your Bible let's go there quickly Let's go back in your Bible to what is called the Beatitudes The Beatitudes Blessed are the
0: poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn,
2: for they will be comforted. Why are,
0: why are they mourning? Because they see the distance between their life and the life of Jesus. They mourn because they know they're sinners. Now, if they're willing to cry because they know they're sinners, they will be comforted.
2: Blessed are the humble or the meek. And it goes right through the key beatitudes of the
0: human heart. And then it says, you are the salt of the earth in the fifth chapter of Matthew, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness. How can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Oh, wait a minute. That's what we're talking about. Men who have lost their saltiness because there is a total disconnect between their behavior, what they want, what they go after. There's a total disconnect between that and their claims of being salt. There's no salt in them. They've lost all their saltiness.
2: The years I've watched in the church, one pastor had a slick little black mustache
0: He could sing, and at every worship service, the pastor would stand up, and he would open the service. His sermon, he would open with a beautiful Christian hymn, and he would sing it.
2: It was delightful. But then, as a child, I was able to walk around and be unnoticed. And I watched how he treated his wife. He would order her around.
0: Treated her miserably. And I saw how bitterly unhappy her life was with this songbird with a slick mustache.
2: As a child, I went to my dad was the head elder, said, Daddy, do you know how Mr. treats his wife? Yes, I see, Ray.
0: How can he treat her that way? How can he talk to her that way? How can he say those things to her and, and be so nasty to her? And my dad just humbly said, Well, Ray, everybody on the inside is not what they look like on the outside. I said, I think you're right.
2: I don't like it. I don't want to be around him. I've watched as leaders. Some so called have treated their children. I would not want to be a child in that man's family.
0: He's cruel to them. He doesn't care about them. He just wants them to stay out of his way while he does his dance. I've seen a lot of men.
2: And a lot of women do their dance
0: and be acclaimed as something but they are good for nothing because they have lost their saltiness. They don't act
2: according to what they say they are. There's a a wide gap
0: Well, you want to come with us tonight? Well, what are you doing? Well, there's a new Marvel movie on on the big screen, and we're going to go watch it together. You want to come watch? No, but thank you. Why would I go watch Garbage?
2: I don't want to do that.
0: I don't want to act the way they act in a violent movie. Well, but it's just a movie, Pastor. No, it's not just a movie. It represents the inner twistedness of the guts of that man or that woman. And they want to act that way. But they're afraid to, or they can't. And so they'll go watch a violent movie because now they'll get to act out what they feel in their hearts. Do you you hear what I'm saying to you today? We must examine closely
2: every action we take. And we must ask the question, does this measure with who Jesus is? Here, men and women speaking words of complaint. Are you a complainer, a grumbler, angry? See, we've got to put back together what we say and what we do what our confession of
0: Jesus is.
2: And Scott,
0: the way we begin to come back into the presence of God is bringing back together
2: who we say we are and who Jesus is. Who we say we are and who Jesus is. So,
0: as you read the scriptures, and as you pray, you're brought back into the presence of Jesus Christ. Now, is there anything in your heart that needs to be changed? It's changed by what you're doing, by reading the word, By praying, by looking to Jesus, and asking him by the power of his blood, would he wash you and cleanse you
2: and make you whole again? There have been times when I have lost
0: my sense of of peace in Jesus. And for me, that's usually caused by my heart complaining
2: or by unbelief, by doubting the word of God, by behaving in ways that are not acceptable before him, and you lose your peace. You lose your ministry. We are called to constantly walk in the presence of Jesus Christ. Now, Scott, you may need to
0: go to a brother. And confess. James 5 says if we confess one to another, we may need to confess to one another. I'm not saying that we should confess as the confessional in the Catholic Church. I'm saying sometimes we just need to talk about what we're doing and what we're not doing and have a brother Pray for us.
2: Humble our hearts to admit bitterness of heart, to
0: renounce it, to forgive those who've harmed us. Not try to forgive, to let it go to bring it to the Lord and give it to him and ask him to take it from us, and he will.
2: But we must also
0: look very carefully again at our own lives and say, is there any part of my life that is
2: out of adjustment with Jesus? Am I spending my time looking
0: at sinful things? Am I spending my time going to wicked places? Am I spending my time criticizing and grumbling? Do I have a bitter heart? And as those things are given over to Jesus, as they're renounced. The peace that will come into our hearts is so deep where there's no consciousness of any sin remaining. All uncertainties have been taken to Jesus. I'll get an uncertainty in my life and I'll begin to toy with it, that steals my peace. Now so Today I tell you, I said to my wife as we were driving
2: home this morning, I said, I have such a sense of the peace of God in my heart and in my life. I often will come and speak out of the
0: struggle of my own heart. And I said, but Lord, I don't have a struggle in my heart this morning. I'm so at peace with you. How can I talk to people about this? And it was very clear in my heart. Talk about the distance between what we say we are and what we are in Jesus. And do those match? Peace comes when what we do and what we say are together in Jesus. Yes.
2: What I'm saying represents where my heart is with
0: Jesus. They're one. And so this great sense of love flows around me, reassuring me, encouraging me. Thank Jesus for his love and his mercy and his grace. I thank Jesus that he cares about who we are and how we function. I thank Jesus that he walks with us. Does he walk with you today? Do you have that sense of peace? If you don't, the way to regain that sense of peace is to have what you do and what you say match so that there's no discord
2: in your life, between what you say and what you do? Are you one who
0: wants to finish work and go play? You want to go do sports? You want to go do a hobby? You want to go do this? You want to go do that? And it's not godly, and it has nothing to do with salvation for you or for others. Really?
2: then you'll have no peace in your heart. Because
0: hobbies don't bring peace. Going to sports will not bring peace in your heart. Going to that football game or watching it on TV will not bring peace to your heart. It will instead set up a dissidence so that you're not able to really understand what's going on in your heart.
2: Today, I want you to have that peace in your heart. Lord, I lift up Scott today, knowing
0: the pain and the hurt of a riled up heart that has not been walking in obedience to you, but has gotten involved in wickedness of some sort, giving himself to some sort of darkness. Lord, I pray you will minister to him today and restore him to your kindness and your love and your mercy, that he will will feel your love. Not necessary, but but we really do need it. To know that you love us and have not left us, that you're carrying us in your arms, and whatever the needs are that we have, we have turned them over to you, Jesus. So we have no complaint against you or anyone else. We simply know that we're walking in the surety of the word of the living God. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray for every person today who is in that place of painful distraction, dissidence in their lives. They're not doing what they say they're doing.
2: They'd rather watch television
0: than read the scriptures. They love the things of the world, but not the things of your word. And Lord, then there's that distance they feel in their heart. Lord, would you come and minister to them?
2: Lord Jesus, we need you so badly.
0: Please come and minister to each one listening. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your holy name. Amen.
2: My brother, my sister, I want you to walk with Jesus. I want you to understand
0: that if you go on sinning, you go on living your own life, your own way, consumed by all of the things you think you need to do,
2: then you will not have the peace of Jesus in your heart. You'll
0: be disturbed about many things like Martha, who wanted Jesus to make Mary get up and go about helping her put a meal on the table. And Jesus said, no, I'm not going to take from Mary. She's chosen the best. So many of you have so much you think you have to do, and you try to keep your kids busy. You try to keep your grandkids busy. Go, 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 go. Well, where are they going? Hell or heaven? No, we need to get quiet. We need to stop the go. And we need to get quiet before God and let him begin to come and speak to us the things he wants to speak to our hearts that we've been too busy to hear. The Lord will speak with you if you will stop the busyness. How can I do that? I've got all of this. I have to... No, 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 you don't. It doesn't have to be done. Stop. Rest in Jesus. Listen to him. Only do what he tells you to do. Go where he tells you to go.
2: My brother, my
0: sister, we're entering into the age of acts once more. We need to see the miracles of God We need to see the compassion and miraculous touching of men and women's hearts. You think that's going to happen without prayer? Without getting quiet
2: before God? He can do
0: more in one day than I can do in my entire life. You'd think I'd want to listen to him, wouldn't you? And yes, I do. I do listen to him, and I'm waiting upon him.
2: This man was so distraught that I
0: shared the letter this morning. He was distraught because he was disconnected from Jesus. But Jesus is calling him back. And if he continues what he's doing, praying, reading the word, waiting on God. If he continues doing what Jesus tells him to do
2: in forgiving others.
0: Doing those things that Jesus calls us to do. If he continues doing that. See, love is a feeling and it follows the actions. But if you want that fullness in Jesus, you have to behave and go where he sends you. Oh, I want to come and talk with you, pastor.
2: Okay. What time? Short time later.
0: Oh, pastor, could I set another time? Why? Well, I have to do all of these things and I have to go to these places and I...
2: Stop. Get quiet before God.
0: It takes time to be holy. You need to rest in Jesus. Many of you are so exhausted by running. This story of the second Pentecost. Just the story of a man who prayed at three o'clock
2: every afternoon. It's the story of a man who consistently gave money
0: to help the poor. It's the story of a man who did the simple things that he understood God was calling him to do. And the Holy Spirit was poured out in power on his life. You want the Holy Spirit? You want peace and joy in your heart? Then do the simple things that God is calling you to do and stop going after your own flesh, your
2: own will. For God.
0: Well, you have been listening to Pastor Ray Greenley on National Prayer Chapel. I pray this has been hopeful, helpful, and hopeful to you I want to pray for you, Almighty God. I pray for those who have listened to this broadcast. I pray that you will lift them up into your presence that you would give to them the peace and the joy that I have of someone who obeys the Spirit who walks humbly before God who does not have an ambitious agenda but who can look and see and understand that we're coming into the days of Acts when your spirit will once more move in power among us, healing the sick, restoring the lame, encouraging and speaking in such a way through us that others will repent of their sin and turn quickly and receive the gift of salvation. Lord, I praise you and worship you and honor you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
2: Well, I'd love to hear from you.
0: You can write to me, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. You can also go to our webpage, page. NationalPrayerChapel.com. You're welcome to to give online. You're also welcome to come and worship with the National Prayer Chapel. We meet every Sunday morning. The formal beginning is at ten. Many of us gather before that just to pray. Do you have the courage to come to a new place? Are you hungry enough for Jesus that you'd come to a new place, a house, church, of all things? You would be so warmly welcomed and loved.
2: Why don't you come this Sunday? Just visit
0: us. First time you're a visitor. The second time we count you as family. We have a luncheon served after the service. You're welcome to come.
2: I'd love to see you.
0: I enjoy meeting people who every day meet me here on Pilgrim's Progress.
2: You will feel like you know me as you've listened time after time. Would you come this week? I know the Holy Spirit's been calling many of you and you haven't come. He's called you to give and you haven't given. That's what I'm talking about today. Doing what the Holy Spirit calls you to do.
0: That connection between what we do and what we say. Get that connection in place and Jesus can do wonderful, wonderful miracles in your life. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you. And by the way, I do. I love each one of you dearly and I pray for you. I'll talk to you soon.